You may have seen this advertising campaign making the case for going vegan. Uh, it's got a lot of people talking. The ads, which you could have seen in newspapers and elsewhere, claim that humane milk, that phrase humane milk, uh, is a myth and it urges us not to buy milk. Uh, Sandra Higgins is with us, director of Eden Farmed Animal Sanctuary Ireland and Go Vegan World. Uh, Eden's is the organisation, Sandra, behind the ad. Come to you in a second. And Sam Chesney with us also, who is a farmer in County Down. Welcome to both of you. Good afternoon to you. Good um, what, is, what is the central case, Sandra, that you were making in this ad campaign? The central case I'm making is that it's unjust for humans to use other animals because there's no ingredient in their lives or their bodies that we need for our well-being. We don't and need milk. We don't. We don't need any animal dairy products to, to have a healthy life? No. No, we don't need to use other animals for anything at all. When you say unjust, do you believe it's morally wrong? Yes, I do. I do. How far do you and take that? Of, it's, it's not just my opinion. opinion. There's, uh, it's substantiated by scientific evidence, and that's why the ASA found in favour of Go Vegan World on this ad. So in terms of how far I take it, it's useful to look at the definition of veganism, which is that vegans avoid using other animals for, for clothing or food or entertainment or research or for any other reason um, as, as far as is practicable. So there are instances, of course, where, you know, if you, ha if you have a, 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 an infection and you need to take an antibiotic, of course, that's understandable. But we're talking about unnecessary use and the vast majority of animals on this earth who are harmed by us are the ones who are bred deliberately by us for food. Uh, Sandra, in case people are not familiar with the distinction, the difference between vegan and vegetarian, please. Vegans regard other animals as our sentient equals, so we don't use them for any reason. Vegetarians avoid uh, animal flesh, but they don't regard other animals as our equals because they still use them for dairy, eggs, clothing, research. So when you say as a vegan that you regard other animals as our sentient equals, do you believe killing an animal for food or for clothing is really morally equivalent to a kind of murder? It, it is. We're taking their life from them unnecessarily. So, and it's wrong so to milk is, else's life. Milk is evidence of murder in a sense, in a cup of coffee. Well... The animals, the animals who are bred in, into the dairy industry are bred with a death sentence on their heads. Some of them die very young. The lucky ones die very young. But they're all killed by the time they're, they're six years of age. Sam Chesney, what do you make of that, that argument? Uh, it's, it's a very, very irresponsible sort of advertisement to have in the general public. We have a growing elderly population here in the UK. And, you know, uh, calcium, which comes from milk, is one of the very, very easily... Uh, acceptable to, to people when they drink milk. Um, the animals in the dairy farm industry in the UK and Ireland are to the highest welfare standard in the world. You know, some of these farms have cows lying on water beds. They've got brushes to brush their hair. You know, the facilities these animals are in are better than your office, William. You know, probably better than most people's houses. Um, the animals are cared with utmost um, dignity. And milk and milk products, as is beef and lamb and pork and all the other things associated with the farming industry. It's very, very important for, you know, nurturing people and providing them a healthy lifestyle. A couple of points there. Let's go to it, Sandra. One, the first point we get to is calcium, uh, which people get from, from cow's milk. I would say it's highly irresponsible for the industry, the dairy industry in particular, 
to advertise the cal calcium in to, be, to advertise dairy products as an essential source of calcium. Calcium, of course, is important in our diets, but there are far healthier sources and far more ethical sources for humans than dairy products. Uh, the best thing that we can do for our calcium needs is eat beans and green leafy vegetables. And anybody consuming soy milk is getting more than enough calcium. If you examine the packets, the labels on the dairy milk and the plant milk, you'll see that they have equivalent calcium. Um, there, actually, the intake of calcium in the form of animal foods and the, and, the, and, the, and the protein in the fat that's in animal foods is associated with Western world diseases and premature mortality. So it's actually irresponsible to advertise them as being healthy. All the, all the World Dietetics Associations are in agreement that a 100% plant diet is not only nutritionally adequate for humans, but it's the healthiest diet that we can have if we want to prevent the suffering from the common diseases, heart disease, some cancers, and premature death. All right, so that's the dietary argument. You've also heard, uh, dietary you've also heard yeah. Sam saying, actually, these animals are kept in very good conditions, better conditions than my office, he says. Go Vegan World has never and will never refer to breaches in welfare legislation. You cannot regulate an inherently inhumane practice or an inherently inhumane industry. So it has nothing to do with how well they're treated while we exploit them, profit from them and kill them. It's the fact that we do those things in the first place. And I would ask uh, that, that, that man Sam. to really quite... Sam, sorry Sam for forgetting your name. I'd ask Sam to really think about his use of the word dignity. There is nothing dignified about the practices that we do to other farmed animals. There's nothing dignified about the slaughterhouse. Sam Chesney. Yeah, that's, that's really a nautical argument. You know, we, we don't, as, as meat eaters, milk drinkers, we don't tell vegan people what they eat, what they should eat, what they should drink, what they should wear. You know, and it's very, very inappropriate. In this, in this day and age of political correctness, you know, that they should, we all should have a free choice of what we eat and how we eat it. But I don't think they're um, saying that they want to ban you doing that. They're making an argument and trying to persuade you, aren't they? Well, they're trying to persuade, but their, 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 their articles on their, and their advertisements are particularly um, graphic to, to, to make impressionable young adults and elderly people think, uh, oh, this is really, 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 really bad. It's not really, really, really bad. Um, you know, there's other parts of the world who's, who have far less standards than we have. I'm just concerned about the standards we have in, in Northern Ireland and the UK. Like, people still go on holidays. And they still go to bullfights. Well, I find bullfighting abhorrent. I wouldn't go to a bullfight. But, you know, this is the culture that we're involved in. You know, Sandra also mentioned, you know, um, soya milk. Well, why do they call it milk? It's not it's soya juice. You know, why do, why do uh, vegetarians and vegan people, you know, look for vegetable sausages and mince and, and chicken pieces that are not actually chicken, mince or yeah. sausages? You know, they, they well, they want, surely they want substitutes because they believe using actual animal meat is the morally suspicious thing so a substitute that doesn't involve suffering to animals that's their argument is okay uh, an animal who is suffering will not produce will not um be happy and a happy animal doesn't doesn't produce anything for anybody um you know and, and really it's a business we're in as is you know selling cars making coffee whatever it's a business that the farming farming community are in um we look after our livestock with the utmost care. And you don't believe they uh, suffer in any way? 
Not one bit to this offer in any way. No, definitely not. You're listening, um, incidentally, just give me your names again. Sam Chesney, who's a farmer from County Down, Sandra Higgins from Go Vegan World, and she's also director of Eden Farmed Animal Sanctuary. Let's get some of your thoughts on this. Sandra's made a very strong point here that uh, you shouldn't use milk from animals. You shouldn't kill animals for food, for clothing, for entertainment. All of that, she says, is, is morally unacceptable. It's wrong. And she's even prepared to go to the language of murder in her expression of that moral condemnation of that. Sam's been arguing that the animals are well cared for. There's a cultural tradition of the use of, of animals for, for meat and for milk. And he sees nothing wrong with it, as long as the animals are treated humanely. Chris in Belfast, what do you think, sir? Hi, how's it going? Uh, yeah, I would totally um, back up everything that Sandra's saying. Um, I've been vegan for nearly two and a half years, and I'm fit and healthy. And I just think, I mean, Sam said himself, they're in the business of making money. And for me, it's not enough to use culture or tradition or things like this when it comes down. There's no way to kill a sentient being who doesn't want to die. They have their families. It sounds ridiculous with most people because it's like, oh, it's the chicken, it's the cow. But they don't want to die when you're around these animals. You can see it, and there's no humane means to show empathy and respect. And to me and to a lot of people, like Sandra, there's no way to really kill someone or something, an animal, that doesn't want to die. Chris, has it, has it been a bit of a challenge in the last couple of years going vegan? Uh, honestly, it hasn't been. I, I genuinely did think it would have been, especially with things like eggs that are easy. But the more I read into it, uh, the more I kind of seen... The facts are out there, like there's countless other nutrition-based websites that kind of tell you the facts, and it's just most people, my friends, my family, they just, they're just, it's not out there for us to see, you don't read about it, and it's very conflicting, I think it's the same sort of memo as the tobacco industry famously, it's like, doubt is their product, and, and people like Sam, I'm sure, don't mean, you know, they don't mean to cause harm, but ultimately dairy and meat. It's a cruel, cruel practice. And Sam, your response to what Chris has been saying back one. Yeah, but, you know, I, I don't know what people eat if they don't eat meat and vegetables. You know, they probably eat vegetables, you know. Uh, you get enough protein and calcium and all of the nutrients in fruits and vegetables, legumes, nuts. Well, how do you how do you grow roots and vegetables and legumes? And what sort of nutrients do, does the soil get to grow these? Is it, is it animal waste or is it, or is it chemicals? You know, you know how, far do you t how far do you take it, you know? Yeah, but you can do... The soil is much healthier with plant waste. It's one of those things it's that like Sandra mentioned earlier. Sorry, one at a time. What were you saying there, Sandra? If the soil is nurtured with plant matter, it's far healthier than when it's nurtured with animal excrement. Uh, Chris, thank you very much. We'll get some of your yeah. reactions. Either side of this, feel free to share your thoughts. We make space for every point of view in here. Uh, are the vegans going to look after the livestock if we all stop eating meat and drinking milk is a question, Sandra, from you on our text line. They only exist because we uh, breed them in the first place. But they're there. What so, do we do with them? But they're, they're there because we're artificially breeding them. You know, they don't even control their own pre-production. It's a simple uh, supply and demand equation. When the, you know the, when, the, when the demand goes down, the supply will go down. Sandra, you know that there's more to this. The, the, the vast picture, you know, our landscapes and all are 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 modified by the use of livestock on the hills, grazing back and down. You know, we, we all like a, a green and pleasant land. This land wouldn't be so green or pleasant if we didn't have livestock. Like we're just not all farmers are just not all about making money. We have an, we have an environmental Sam, responsibility. 
Sam, well. you do have an environmental responsibility. You do. And the, the greatest contributor to environmental destruction and climate change that is the easiest to change is our use of other animals for food. It's animal agriculture. You may get this argument from time to time, Sandra. Someone mocking you on our Twitter uh, feed, uh, one person describing you as a plant hater. I'm sure you've heard this before. Plants have rights too, you know, being satirical. Um, your response to that, because the suggestion is you're, 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 you're killing plants and eating plants and vegetables. What's the difference between that and eating meat? So I'd have two responses. I mean, Schopenhauer said that there's three stages to truth. First is ridicule. Second is violent opposition. And third is acceptance because it's self-evident. So to answer my second point... And that's the first time Schopenhauer has been quoted on Talkback, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, it's, it, you know, it's great to respect plants. But if somebody really respects plants, then they will be vegan because significantly more resources go into using other animals as food than if we ate those plants directly. I mean, the figures are, ast are astounding. There, there is such an enormous waste of resources. For, for instance, a, a grass-fed cow, I, I quote you, uh, Dr. Richard, Richard Oppenlander, who's, who's one of the world's experts on this, and there are over a thousand research studies backing him. Um, a grass-fed cow takes between a minimum of one and, and two acres to produce 480 pounds of flesh. They live for between two and, and, and three years. During that two and, and three years, they will use between 20 and a million gallons of water, some of that used to produce the, the, the grain that we feed them. They emit three to four tonnes of methane and carbon dioxide, and methane is extremely potent and damaging. And once somebody consumes that animal flesh, instead of eating plant foods directly, which have a protective factor in human health, they'll have an increased risk, a 20 to 30% increased risk of contracting coronary heart disease, cerebrovascular disease, any of the five most common cancers, which are colon, lung, breast, prostate, pancreatic, and other cancers, diabetes, hypertension, kidney disease, gallstones, diverticulitis, multiple sclerosis, Alzheimer's, and many more diseases. And that risk is from okay. eating animal products and animal protein, whether they're or not. All right, let me just take off some of the arguments we've heard so, much, so, so far against the use of meat and animals uh, for the production of milk. We've heard some environmental arguments from Sandra, health-based arguments, arguments about farming efficiency, actually. Uh, she's been arguing it's a, it's, a, it's a more efficient approach to move away to a, a vegan approach to uh, in, industrial farming, and also a moral argument that it's morally wrong. It's a kind of murder to take or cause suffering to the lives of... Uh, sentient beings, animals, and, and she's not including plants in that because I think most people distinguish between plants and sentient uh, beings. Incidentally, there, there are a bunch of people texting and saying things on Twitter that are just abusive, and and that's not an argument. You can make a really strong argument, I'm sure, against what Sandra's saying, but simply using abusive language against her is not a rational argument. I think we can agree, and Sam's not been doing that yeah, in yeah. this discussion. Well, well, He's making well, arguments. Go ahead, Sam. William, you know, I, I agree with lots of bits and pieces of what Sam has been saying, but we're not advocating you should, you know, drink 10 gallons of milk every day, eat seven steaks and, and eat no vegetables. You want you know, a balanced a healthy, diet, a balanced, a healthy, healthy balanced diet. diet. If you go into hospital, the first thing the hospital will do will look at your diet. They'll probably give you, put you on, and my mother just out of hospital, the first thing they did was put her on um, full fat milk, um, red, more red meat, you know, to, to improve 
to improve our metabolism to help our aid recovery. So the hospitals can all be wrong. Um, anything, anything, anything taken in excess will, will be will be detriment. All right. All. Oh, let's go to Michael, who's in Belfast. Hello, Michael. Hello, William. Where Thanks are you on this call? So a big maxim at the background of this is uh, you are what you eat. But let's take it to the animal level. We are what they eat. And this leads to the whole business of their food as our food. So, for example, we live in an age of white flour, white sugar, and in fields with just green grass. And to tie the two together, it's a bit of a laugh. The best part of the sugar called the molasses, we don't get. We get the poison, the white stuff. It's then mixed with the green grass, and that's what the animals get. But that's not a natural food. So I've had a cut to the rub here, and the rub is this. The animals should be eaten as near as possible a wild meadow meadow garden or field. And I'm going to give two examples of foods that could be in it. One, which some people have issues with, but if you get used to it and we all take it, we would know garlic. That's in the fields, wild garlic. But the big one is this, to link up to a healthy diet for us if we're going to eat animals. And we'll have to, we can't be eating cheap, rough food, given the nature of the way the world's turning in 10, 10 billion people to share out good food. Here it is. Purslane is like a wild lettuce that grows in a wild field. When the animals get at that type of food, here's the laugh, they get omega-3 and suddenly you have milk, you have beef, you have all your uh, beef produce, and it's got omega-3 in it. And just to tell you... All right, Michael, Michael, I've got enough of it, Michael. We're, we're focusing yeah. on the yeah. moral question of whether it is right to kill and eat animals and use animal products rather than the question of how best to feed the animals. Margaret's in Armagh. Hello, Margaret. Hello. Hello. Margaret, where are you on this one? Uh, I just point out if nobody eats meat or dairy, what happens to all the animals? Are the fields just left without? Nobody's going to keep them if they're not used. And they have been industrially produced in such big numbers. They're sitting there, as you say. Yeah. Uh, Sandra, we tried that earlier. I mean, what, I mean in that yes, hypothetical this, situation, this what there. would we do? They're sitting there because every time somebody goes into the sh- a shop and hands over their money, they hand over their money. I know you're avoiding the question again, Sandra. No, I know, I know that's your explanation of ha- Sandra. Sandra, Sandra, I know that we've tried this earlier. That is your explanation of why there are so many of them sitting there. The question for Margaret is, if we were to do what you suggest and not kill them, what do we do with them? They're all sitting there. Nobody keeps them if they're not used. Sandra, where does the world is not going to go vegan overnight. So we're not going to be faced with that problem. We're going to be faced with the simple equation that when the, supply, when the demand goes down, the supply will go down. Now, of course, there are sanctuaries like Eden that rescue other animals. Right. But it's not feasible. It's, it, that's, it's not feasible that we can... Sandra, I don't think... Sorry, the I don't think... Let, let's hear Sandra finish the point. Sandra, please. Yeah. It's, I'm not saying that it's feasible that sanctuaries are going to pop up everywhere and, and, and take all the animals and look after them. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the world won't go vegan overnight, and as the demand for animal food goes down, the supply of, of, of animals will go down, and they, they, right. it, it, will, it will dry out. They're artificially bred. See, they're not natural. All right, animals. thank you very much. So if people were to take up this advice, it would be an evolutionary change. It wouldn't be a revolution overnight. David's in Balnehenge. Hi, David. Hello. Uh, Margaret has actually covered a lot of what I was going to say there. Um, Basically, my point was, if we stop using milk, uh, as an example, then we have no need for dairy cattle. Now, these these are domesticated animals that have been reared and bred. 
they would not survive if just thrown out into the wild. So what is being advocated, uh, or what I feel is being advocated by Sandra, is stop using them. Uh, that would cause farmers not to keep them, as Margaret said. All right, David, thank you. thank you very much. I think you're right. We did get to some of those points. I want to get to James. He's been waiting quite a while there. Hello, James. Hello. Uh, my question just was, uh, I've just recently had a newborn baby there, and the wife chose not to breastfeed. Um, where would powder milk come from if it didn't come from the cows for the babies? There is. There's uh, so soy milk that, di that dietitians approve for uh, uh, vegan babies, ba babies of vegan parents who are not being breastfed. Now, it's not 100% vegan at the moment because the vitamin D content is derived from the lanolin of sheep, but it is at least a better option than using We're out of time, James. Thank you very much. Sam, did you want to have a final word on that? Yeah, just if anybody yes. wants to go and see a, a working farm, open farm weekend once a year, uh, people go to farms and see how everything really is done and be, be responsible, how responsible farmers work. And you can ask questions with you, can you? You can ask yeah. any questions, yeah. yes. Sam, thank you very much. Sam Chessy is a beef farmer in County Down. Sandra Higgins from Go Vegan World. That is it from us. Have a great weekend, whatever you're eating. We'll see you on Monday.